This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program, and I am your host, John Lovering. If you like Baby Snooks, starring Fanny Bryce and Hanley Stafford, you will enjoy this track as I have edited together three eight to nine minute skits that were performed on three different Maxwell House Coffee Time programs in 1942. To separate the skits, I have included two public service announcements often heard on radio in the 1940s. The first skit is entitled The Tenth Wedding Anniversary, and it aired on June 4, 1942. The second skit is Birth of Twins on June 11, 1942. And the final skit on this track is The Baby Buggy from July 2, 1942. Enjoy the humor and talent of Baby Snooks rebroadcast here on Heirloom Radio. And I thank you for listening. Hello? John? Hello, Daddy. You won't disappoint me tonight. Disappoint you? Yes, you're bringing the gang over to my house. Tonight's my 10th wedding anniversary. Oh, yes. Congratulations, Daddy. Uh, does your wife, uh, does she know you asked us to come? She knows. We argued about it for three hours. <laughs> Please come. Well, I will be there, Daddy. Has the party started yet? For everybody except me. As soon as I get through making the sandwiches, I have to put Snooks to bed. Then I can join the guests. Oh. Well, have a good time till we get there. I'll try. Goodbye, Joe. So long, Daddy. Poor Daddy. I'll bet he won't do much celebrating tonight. Daddy! I'm coming, Snooks. Don't yell. Why? Because the guests... Snooks, get back into your room quickly. I want to look. Snooks! <laughs> I want to look. Get upstairs. You don't want all those people downstairs to see you walking around in that nightgown, do you? Uh-huh. Do you? I've never heard of such immodesty in all my life. That parlor is full of guests. I want to go down and look. Stay here. The very idea of a young lady of your age coming downstairs in her nightgown. What could be worse? Coming down without it. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. Now, Snooks, are you going to spoil this evening for me? No, Daddy. All right. Just hop into bed. What's this party for, Daddy? Mummy and I are celebrating our 10th wedding anniversary. Have you been married 10 times? <laughs> 10 years. I married your mother 10 years ago today. Is that a long time, Daddy? Time can either be an eternity or go like a spurt. It's purely relative. Like Uncle Louie? Not that kind of relative. Well, you said Uncle Louie goes for his skirt every I said go like a spurt. What goes like a spurt? Time. When a man is happily married for ten years, it can feel like one minute. How do you know? I read it somewhere. But I do know if you sit on a hot stove for one minute, it feels like ten years. How long have you been sitting on the stove, Daddy? Ten years, and brother, I'm just about done. Come on, Daddy. Daddy! Yes? Did you get any presents? No. Why? Well, the tenth wedding anniversary is called a tin wedding. Mm-hmm. And it's the custom to bring presents made of tin. But tin happens to be unobtainable. So all your mummy's friends use that as an excuse to bring nothing. What did your friends bring? My friends brought mummy's friends. <laughs> Have they got tin? No. 
All they've got is a lot of brass. <laughs> Stuffing themselves down there, sponging all the time, and I don't make a button on the deal. I'm going to give you a present, Daddy. Oh, you are? Yeah. I know where there's a beautiful tin can. <laughs> tin can? Well, I suppose you're sincere. So I'll accept your tin can, Snooks. Where is it? Well, when I last seen it, it was going past Red's house. The tin can was going past Red's house? Yeah. We tied it on a cat's tail. <laughs> That's a very savage trick. You mustn't torture animals. I didn't hurt the cat, Daddy. How do you know what a cat feels? Cat feels like a cat. <laughs> they have sensibilities just like humans. Well, this cat didn't have no manners. No manners? No, she kept spitting on her feet and wiping them on her face. <laughs> That's the way cats clean themselves. Yeah. Now, I want to go downstairs and get some of that dinner before those wolves devour it. Good night. Good night, Daddy. Oh, Daddy. Oh, what is it? What are you going to have for dinner? Oh, lots of things. Have you got ice cream? Yes. Is it strawberry ice cream? Yes. Will you save some for me? Yes. Yes, what? I'll save you some of the strawberry ice cream. I don't like strawberry <laughs> Well, what do you like? Turkey. Turkey? Yeah. Turkey is my favorite chicken. Except duck. <laughs> Well, it so happens we have got a turkey down there, and I'll save you a piece of that. Where'd you get the turkey, Daddy? Well, it's the turkey that I've been fattening in the backyard for three weeks. The live one? He's not alive anymore. Since it was my 10th wedding anniversary today, I decided to kill him. <laughs> Just because you got married, you ain't got no right to take out that poor little turkey. Oh, fiddlesticks. You're making the whole event sound tragic. Good night. Good night, Daddy. Daddy. Oh, what do you want? Is a wife a man's better half? Well, where'd you hear that? Mommy tells everybody she's your better half. Oh. I suppose that's the accepted expression. Why? Well, if a married man... If a man marries twice, there ain't much left of a meat, Daddy. <laughs> That's a very wise observation. <laughs> but very few men are short-sighted enough to get two wives. You don't like being married, do you, Daddy? Certainly I do. And stop tormenting me. I don't want to discuss marriage with you any longer. Well, tell me how you married Mommy. Oh, will you go to sleep if I do? Uh-huh. All right. I attended a dance given by a social club I belong to, and she was there. Yeah. I must say, she looked extremely pretty. In those days. And I was instantly struck. Did she hit you? No, she didn't hit me. I was struck by her beauty. But I was always a stickler for convention. And I wouldn't ask her for a dance until we'd been properly introduced. Finally, the president of my club introduced me to her. Was he a friend of yours? I thought he was. <laughs> but for years afterwards, I found it very difficult to believe he acted without malice aforethought. At any rate, two months later, we became engaged. You and the president? <laughs> Me and Mommy. Uh. We were both very young and had no idea of the financial responsibilities attached to marriage, so we eloped and got married. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I suppose I mistook sympathy for love. 
I wasn't earning very much, and I wanted somebody to feel sorry for me. I feel sorry for you, Daddy. Oh, it's not necessary. We were very happy, even with the pittance I made as a draper's assistant. And somehow, we always managed to make both ends meet. Would you believe it, Snooks, when I married your mommy, she didn't know what I was getting? I bet you didn't know either. <laughs> stop that. I want to go downstairs and at least act pleasant, so don't steam me up. Now, tell me some more about you and Mommy. There isn't any more to tell. It's possible I haven't been such a great husband, you know. And Mommy isn't always in the wrong. You really like her, don't you, Dad? Of course I do. <laughs> We've struggled a long way together, and I'm still hoping to make a lot of money someday and give you all every comfort that you should have. How will you make it? Oh, the angels will show me the way. Did the angel always show you the way? Always. They got us through those first trying years. They've seen to it that I'm steadily employed. They nursed us through lots of illnesses. And they're responsible for the food on our table. Angels are wonderful, ain't they, Daddy? They certainly are. Now say your prayers to them and go to sleep. Yes, Daddy. Dear angels, please take care of my mommy and my daddy and Robespierre. And Uncle Louie and Aunt Sophie. Yes. And please, dear Randall, take good care of yourself, too. Because if anything happens to you, we'd all be in the soup. <laughs> good night, sir. Good night, Daddy. And happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, baby. you drive the car, there is always an unseen, unwelcome passenger with you. That passenger is danger. The danger of a traffic accident. Unfortunately, every person seems to have the absurd notion that he bears a charmed life, that no traffic accident can happen to him. But it can, and too often it does. So when you're behind that wheel, don't take chances. Obey all traffic rules. Drive safely for life, your life, and the lives of us. Hello? John, have you heard the news? What news, Daddy? I'm a father. I mean, another father. Wonderful. The angels smiled on you again, eh, Daddy? Smiled. They laughed out loud. John, it's twins. Twins? Well, how's Mrs. Higgins? Oh, she's fine. It's Snooks I'm worried about. Oh? She disappeared this morning, and I can't find any trace of her. Does she know about her, uh, her, uh, well, what are they, boys or girls? One of each. A girl and a boy, I think. Or a boy and a girl. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'm terribly worried about Snooks. Do you suppose she... Oh, wait. I think I hear her coming in. I'll talk to you later, John. So long. Goodbye, Daddy. So now Daddy's got twins. Well, it never rains, but it pours. Snooks. Snooks, is that you? Hello, Daddy. Oh, Snooks, dear. Where have you been all day? I ran away from home. Go ahead and spank me. Spank you? Haven't you heard what's happened here? When I came home from the office, I found two brand-new bouncing babies. Yeah. That's why I ran away. Well, why? Because I get the blame for it. <laughs> oh, what nonsense. We're all terribly happy. They're the most beautiful twins you ever saw. Does Mommy know about them? <laughs> well, certainly. Mommy brought them home. Yeah? Yes. Where did she get them from? Oh, uh, the uh, stork dropped them down the chimney of the hospital. Come on upstairs. I want to. 
Well, don't you want to see the twins? No. I want to see the stork. The stork's already gone. Why? Well, he's got other babies to bring to people. He can't spend all his time with us, you know. <laughs> we sure keep him busy, though, don't we? Why, Snooks, the stork has only visited us three times. He brought you, then Robespierre, and now the twins. Twins? Do you realize what that means, Snooks? Do you, Daddy? Oh, there'll be a lot of bills to pay and two more mouths to feed, but I'm not worried about that. I've got a wonderful family now, and you should be happy to have a new brother and sister. Well, I don't like their names. What names? Thunder and Lightning. Thunder and Lightning? That's what Uncle Louie said when I told him we got twins. Let Uncle Louie mind his own business. That's not their names at all. No. <laughs> Uncle Louie was displaying very bad taste. Yeah. Besides, what does that old fossil know about children? He hasn't any. I guess he knows plenty, Daddy. <laughs> Is that so? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, young lady, that neither your jealousy nor Uncle Louie's sarcasm can spoil this day's happiness for me. I'm jealous. Well, I hope not. That Robespierre's bubbling with joy. Wait till he has to rock their cradle and change He'll their... He'll not have to change their bedclothes. I wasn't going to Never mind what you were going to say. <laughs> Everybody's going to help. When Robespierre was tiny, I had to walk the floor with him, didn't I? Did I ever complain? Yeah. When? When Mommy made you wear ribbons in your nighty to fool him. <laughs> That's not true. And it didn't fool him anyhow. <laughs> Come on, let's look at the twins. What do they look like? Well, you remember what Robespierre looked like the first day he came home? You mean all red? Well, yes, Robespierre was sort of red. Did they boil these two? <laughs> they don't boil anybody. All newborn babies look like that. Come on, I want you to see them. Where are they? They, uh, uh they're going to occupy your room temporarily, Snooks. You'll sleep in Robespierre's room until we get to Justin. Where will Robespierre sleep? Oh, he'll share the room with you. Uh, I'll be in there, too. <laughs> but we'll manage. Oh. <laughs> well, what are you crying about? I don't like the way those darn old twins is crowding us out. <laughs> oh, it's only for a little while. Just until they're through with their night feedings. Then you know what we'll do? Yeah, we'll get triplets. <laughs> we will not. Yeah, and if you'd only take one look at the little angels, you wouldn't feel so angry. You'd want to hug them. No, I won't. If I see them, I'll conk them. No. <laughs> Don't you ever, ever let me catch you laying a finger on either of those babies. They're delicate and fragile, and any mishandling will cause a severe injury. Why didn't they get hurt before? Before when? When the stork dropped them down the chimney. They didn't get hurt then because they were well-wrapped. Well, I'll wrap them one. <laughs> Before I conquer. Now stop saying those things. Will you be a sweet child and come upstairs to meet your new brother and sister? I'll go upstairs, but I won't go in the room. Oh, please. I can't bring both children out. Do they look alike? Certainly. Well, just bring one out. Very well. Come with me and don't make any noise. Oh, I promise you, you'll fall in love with them the minute you see them. Shh, no. Wait here. I'll bring one up. I bet they got tails. <laughs> there we are, little fella. 
Come and meet your sister. Have you got one, Daddy? Yeah. What do you think of him? Is this the boy or the girl? This is the girl. I don't know. It doesn't make any difference. Why? All right, it, it's the boy. Are you sure? <laughs> Certainly. I can tell by the blue blanket. Did you ever see anything so sweet? <laughs> How do you like him? Aha, uh -huh, no good. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because he ain't got no teeth and he ain't got no hair. And his head's all smooth. Why, of course. That's because he's brand new. I think they fooled you, Daddy. He looks like a retread. <laughs> oh, don't be silly. He's beautiful. Does the other one look like him? Identically. Oh. Uh, are you going to keep them? I think so. Well... I suppose you know what you're doing. Kiss him, Snooks. Oh, no. Take him away. He looks like a Jap. <laughs> he does not. Uh, Why, he's got mummy's eyes, he's got my nose and chin, and he's got Robespierre's complexion. And he got nothing of his own. <laughs> Come help me tuck him in the crib. Then you can get a look at your sister. You never had a sister before. I should think you'd be curious to see what she looks like. Come on. All right, Daddy. Now, that's better. Be very quiet, and we'll put this little man to bed. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, there's the other one, Snooks. Where? See a head sticking out? Where's the rest of us? Under the covers. Is that a girl? Certainly it's a girl. How can you tell? <laughs> the same way I can tell the other one's a boy. By the blanket. Were they both born with blankets, Tom? Yes. Well, now, are you feeling a little more friendly towards them, Snooks? Maybe I am, and maybe I ain't. Oh, you'll soon feel the way I do. I'm a happy man, Snooks. Two lovable, cuddly, beautiful children to bring me all kinds of joy in my old age. Uh... Besides, we get two extra pounds of sugar on our ration card. <laughs> Glad to get the Nothing of the kind. Yeah, like As if I care about extra sugar. Yeah. Well, you've seen them. Now you can go to bed. All right, Daddy. Good night. Good night. Oh, uh, Snooks. Yes, Daddy. Don't you like the twins just a little bit? Maybe. Because I just wanted to tell you that the doctor offered to pay me their weight in gold if I'd sell them to him. Did he? Mm-hmm. Shall I sell them? No, Dad. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. You don't want me to sell them now, do you? No. Let's fatten them up a little and they'll bring a better price. <laughs> Good night. Good night, Daddy. Only a madman or a fool would intentionally set fire to one of our forests or woodlands. Yet 90% of our forest fires are started by people. Most of these man-caused fires are due to plain carelessness. A campfire left smoldering. A lighted match thrown from a car window. A cigarette not extinguished. In less troubled times, the waste due to forest fires would be tragic. In these dangerous times, it can be disastrous. Forest fires destroy natural resources we need to keep our country strong. They impede the production and transportation of critical defense supplies, interfere with military training, and may destroy military installations. Join in the fight against carelessness. Crush out cigarettes, cigar, and pipe ashes. 
Break matches in two after using. Drown all campfires, then stir and drown again. Find out the law before using a fire. One moment of carelessness can destroy national beauty and wealth that can never be replaced. Forest fires are a shameful waste because they can be prevented. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. Hello? Oh, John. Yes? We are christening the twins tomorrow morning, so will you come? Sure thing, Daddy. Uh, what have you decided to name them? Well, oh, I'd rather let it be a surprise, old man. Oh, of course. I have a little work to do in the garage. There's quite a problem with the baby carriage. Carriage? You have one carriage for both of them? I uh, will have as soon as I'm through. I'm converting the one I used for Robespierre. They're practically impossible to buy, you know. Are they? Oh, yes. But I think I can fix up the old buggy. It's in fairly good shape, and the rubber's like new. Just have to widen it a little. Oh. So see you tomorrow, John. Go along. Goodbye, Daddy. Poor Daddy. I bet he never thought he'd have to put rumble seats on a baby carriage. <laughs> Look here. I could knock out one side and put in a wider board. Hmm. No, it wouldn't balance. I'll have to knock out both sides. Oh, stuff is like steel. Oh, Daddy. Snooks, leave this garage at once. Go on. Oh, look, you've got your slippers all black. I ain't wearing any slippers, Daddy. Well, don't tell me your feet are that color. No, it's my socks. Well, why didn't you put some shoes on? I did. They're under the socks. Have you gone insane, child? Nobody wears their socks over their shoes. <laughs> I do. And what on earth for? So nobody can hear me when I snoop around. Well, I don't want you snooping around here. It's past your bedtime and I have work to do. I want to help you. No. I want to help you. <laughs> I don't need any help. Well, I won't be much help, Daddy. I know you won't. That's why I want you to go to sleep. Oh, you keep waking me up with that hammering. Well, I won't hammer anymore. Why? Because it keeps you awake. But I like it. Now, look here. I've got to get this carriage fixed tonight so I can use it in the morning. How are we getting some more babies? No, we're not getting any more babies. Why? Now, that's none of your business. Did you get out of bed just to torment me? No, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. All right, let me work. I have to enlarge this buggy so the twins will fit in it. They'll fit in it. No, they won't. Not without mashing them. Well, mash them and I'll get the potato mash on them. Don't get anything. Except out of here. This perambulator was only made for one child. And a small one of that. One of them can ride in it. What about the other one? Let him push it. <laughs> Snooks, your suggestions are not only impractical, but impudent. I'll thank you not to offer any more. You're welcome, Daddy. <laughs> this thing takes a bit of figuring. The carriage is only 22 inches wide, and each one of the kids is 10 inches across. Across where? Across the widest part. Oh, you mean... Yes. <laughs> So there's only one thing to do, and that's to widen the carriage. Well, you couldn't make it longer. Oh, that wouldn't help. It's got to be wider. Here, let's see. Mm, yeah, let's see. 22 inches. Two six-inch boards. Six inch Take those lug screws. Put a brace underneath. Inches. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm 
trying to work this out. I got it, Daddy. Got what? Make a double-decker. A double-decker? Yeah. The child on the bottom would suffocate. Yeah, unless I made a window in the side. Then it would leak. <laughs> when it rained. Yes, and that's no good. No, the only way for the twins to be comfortable is to insert a board on either side. Of the twins? No, of the carriage. <laughs> the first thing I have to do is kick in those slats. So I go get them, Daddy? Get what? The twins. Well, what do I want the twins for? So you can kick them in the slats. <laughs> I mean the slats in the buggy. Uh, I can't understand why your every thought about the twins contains some wish for violence. Is it because you're jealous of the attention we give them? Maybe it is. And maybe it ain't. Well, if it is, you'd better get over it. Because I don't show favoritism towards any of you. I treat you all alike. No, you don't. When I bite my nails, you spank me. Well? Well, when most kids put their whole foot in their mouth, you think it's cute. Oh, nonsense. Go to bed and let me fix this carriage. Can I buy the twins a present, Daddy? Well, certainly. What would you like to buy them? A rattler. <laughs> a rattle? Why, that's a venomous snake. You mean a rattle, don't you? Don't you? Do I? Well, you better. Yes, I'll give you some money tomorrow, and then you can buy them a rattle. It'll be a nice present for their christening. Huh? They're going to be christened in the morning. What's that? That's the naming ceremony. Remember last week in the newsreel you saw the lady christen that big boat? Well, tomorrow the twins get christened. Who's going to hit them with the bottle? Nobody hits them with a bottle. Why? Because they don't. This is a religious ceremony. We all have to go through it. And it takes place in church. Do the angels do it? Yes. Did you get me from the angel, Daddy? Yes. And Ropes? And Ropes here? Yes, he came from the angels, too. Come, they send you twins this time. They're working on a swing shift. <laughs> go to bed. Come on, go with you in the morning. I'll think about it. Lately, you haven't been showing much of a pious streak, though. I hesitate taking you to church. I didn't do nothing. That's the trouble. I notice every morning at the table when I say grace, you have your eyes open. How do you know? I. I. I can tell. <laughs> And you never pay any attention to those important words I say when we sit down to eat. Yes, I do. Well, what do I say before we start? Go easy on the sugar, kid. I do not. Not until after grace. And since we're on the subject of piety, I might as well let you know that you're not fooling me about saying your prayers. Hmm? For the last three nights, you haven't said your prayers at all. I don't have to. Why not? I got a rabbit foot. Oh, what a horrible excuse. Young lady, let me warn you. You'd better not put your faith in a rabbit's foot. Hmm. It's lucky, Daddy. Oh, it is, eh? Yeah. That rabbit had four of them. And where is he? Ha, ha, ha. Throw it away. <laughs> Just rely on your prayers. Yes, Daddy, I'll be good. All right, now run along, and I might take you to the christening tomorrow. What's your name going to be, Daddy? Will you... Promise not to breathe a word until it's all over? I promise. 
Well, I'm uh, calling the boy Plato. <laughs> After my cousin, who was a great philosopher. Plato, <laughs> Yes. Of course, I've decided to give the girl a rather elaborate name, but nothing ostentatious. Her name is uh, Hibiscus. Why do you give them such funny names, Daddy? Funny? Mm. What's funny about Plato and Hibiscus? They're beautiful names. They're certainly not funnier than Robespierre and Lancelot. Who's he? Me, of course. <laughs> it's a distinguishing mark of the Higgins family to give their offspring unique first names. That explains Robespierre and Plato and Hibiscus. What explains me? The less said about that, the better. <laughs> now go back in the house and let me finish this work on the baby buggy. No, I don't think you should call the boy Pluto, Daddy. Plato. <laughs> and it doesn't matter to me whether you like it or not. That's going to be his name. So beat it. Son, I want you to fix the carriage. No, it'll take too long. Now, why don't you buy a new one? In the first place, you can't buy new ones. And in the second place, this carriage is an heirloom. I got it from my father when you were born. Did I ride in it? After I fixed it up, I've tried to modernize it with each child. When you were born, I put on this handbrake. <laughs> it's like a car, ain't it? Yes. Yeah. And when Robespierre came along, I put on those balloon tires and the windshield. Mm -hmm. After I widen it for the twins, I'll add another accessory. Like what? Well, I haven't decided yet. At any rate, I always add something new for each child. Daddy. What? I think you ought to get a stoplight. Good night, sir. Good night, Daddy. <laughs> 